Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today our episode is entitled Trashing the Past. But before we get going, uh, let's just set the stage here. Greg and I have been friends for a long time. Now, Greg has just come back from vacation and I'm getting ready to go. So we're kind of passing each other a little bit. And uh, the friendship has weathered the storm of being apart, but uh, things are looking good. That's right. Yes, they are. <laughs> and uh, we both have managers for a very long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss uh, situations where we as managers have missed the mark. And we're always going to start from the perspective of the employees and just move on the conversation from there. And we're going to discuss how we have observed others uh, manage these situations better, you know, situations that we've learned our lesson from. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. Are we going to have a good discussion today, Greg? We definitely are. This is another great topic. You know, we've had some really good ones. And this one is one of those ones that uh, I think probably we fall into ourselves as leaders. But also I've known I've definitely experienced this one. For sure. And I think this is a topic where as a manager, I've had to become very aware of how I act when I walk into a new situation mm -hmm. because I've experienced some very negative experiences when a new boss has come in. And uh, as a manager who's moved around a little bit and gone to different places and done different things, this is something that I've always been very conscious of and not always totally successful at because sometimes you have to change things up. But certainly this is one of these self-awareness type situations. Definitely. So trashing the past. So let's do the setup. A new manager arrives and takes over in which you observe some or all of the following. They right off the bat start talking disparaging about the team's work in the past. They belittle how things work, the processes. They may belittle the people that were associated with past works or processes. They appear disingenuous when getting familiar with the lay of the land. A lot of the discussion contains sarcasm. They don't seem to be listening to team members when discussions take place about how things and people work. They appear to have already made up their mind on what's what. They appear to have an agenda which they don't share in any detail. They don't seem to appreciate the team, any successes, and the effort people have invested. Nothing matters before their own start date. They disingenuously make excuses for previous managers and their leadership styles and priorities. So Greg, how does this affect our relationships and the work environment? Wow. You know what? Uh, throughout all of our podcasts, we talk about trust building. And, you know, if you have no relationship, it, it, there is the, uh, that's, a, that, that's a key component of trust. I think I've shared the trust uh, equation before, which is reliability plus uh, credibility plus intimacy slash relationship over self-orientation so these two are powerful pieces if if you come in and start trashing the past and not listening and that type of thing boy you start so far in debt uh in that relationship component that never makes anything successful and if you are an employee boy oh boy 
uh, you build up barriers that don't allow uh, great communication, don't allow great connectivity, and don't allow great thinking. So this can this is like blowing a hole in something right off the bat and trying to recover from injuries uh, from that uh, explosion. Yeah, and I, I think uh, when you're going into a new situation, you need to be honest about why you're there what you're going to do and and how you communicate that uh, depends on the circumstance but you know if you're lying overtly or lying by omission you know that can be a fatal blow in your relationship to some people i've been a new person and come in with some instructions or some expectations and uh, how that plays out and how you communicate that is really going to set the tone for your time with the new group of people. Right. And, you know, you said something there. There are expectations often when you start. And so you often do have um, people expecting you to make change, especially if there have been performance issues in the past. So there, you have a mandate often to do these things. But how you enter into that and how you engage others to resolve and to uh, deliver that mandate is so, so, so important. And if you get off to the wrong start, you can be in trouble. And to me, the, the first step, the most important step, I think the crucial step, is to create a relationship with the people that you're going to be working with. And, and it might get more complicated if there's going to have to be a couple exits or people are going to have to be reassigned uh, just because you might be doing things a little differently. I still think that relationship is such a key component of all of the change and uh, where you're going to be going. And, you know, you said about earlier about the fact of being transparent, as transparent as you can, the more you can be, the better. So it may be a change where you, something needs to be, be changed, needs to be happened. Well, if there is a big change required and there's poor performance, the likelihood is that people will know themselves that they're not performing at the level. So I want to declare uh, this team has struggled and I'm going to go forward. But often when you don't do that and you just kind of rip things apart, boy, oh boy, that, that doesn't, doesn't do anything for building those relationships. I think the key thing in, in this podcast episode we're doing, it, it's, you know, yes, things change. And I think we talk about that in a couple other podcasts as well. This is really about that attitude when you come in, right, as a manager, as the new person. And, uh, you know, as we go forward in this discussion, I, I, I'm, unfortunately, I think a lot of people are going to relate to it. Yeah, I agree, 100%. So uh, what are some simple things to do to stay away from trashing the past and beginning a better experience because that's what we all want. So be respectful of the team, everything that they have accomplished and the efforts that they have made up to that point. Yeah. And, you know, don't make assumptions, right? Cause I mean, just because someone has told you that, that Bob is this, Mary is this, uh, you know, whatever, uh, uh, or this team is this, um, go in, uh, not only respectful, but curious and curious is kind of a nice, uh, partner with being respectful, um, allows you to be more respectful if you're curious, uh, to, to understanding both their accomplishments and the efforts that they have made. I think that's a really powerful first step. And we've kind of touched on this already, but be genuine when you're dealing with people. Yeah. You know what, if, um, 
all kinds of stories bubble up uh, when you aren't transparent and not genuine in why you're there and what you're hoping to do. And, you know, not everybody will agree with uh, maybe what you're saying, but if you're genuine, uh, they start to, to build that level of confidence in who you are as a leader. And people see fake. Oh, easy, easy, for sure. It's, uh, we might not think we're that. And, and you know, sometimes fake is, is also, um, I, I think I'm trying to protect them, so I'm not gonna say something but but it always gets too confusing and it comes across as fake so uh, know what you can say know what you can't say and then be as honest as possible be as genuine as possible and we keep uh kind of touching coming back to this but if the team is going to be going in a different direction as appropriately as you can say it then say so and why right right yeah, and uh, I, I agree 100% because the more people know and then being able to engage those people in how do we get there um, and, and, and also that I am here to support and lead the press, um, that's an important factor that uh, even if it goes to a bad direction for me as an individual, I know the person is going to be honest with me. And be positive. It's free. Yeah. 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 And you don't want to be, you know, uh, uh, overly, um, you know, there's uh, overly positive in the sense that, that the realities aren't there. You know, it's not la la land. Uh, cause sometimes you can, cause that's not authentic. That isn't genuine. Um, however, there are positive aspects in everything. So, um, you can find those for sure. And be specific on uh, what will be changing and always answer the question proactively, why? Yeah, the why is something that we always miss, right? And, um, you know, it depends upon the situation. If you're a leader that's coming in and you have to make a major, it's an urgent change, then you can, you can, uh, you may have to, you know, almost right up front say, here's what we're doing, here's the reason behind it. But that, why uh, allows people to um, at least know thinking has gone into it. Uh, they might not agree with it, but it allows a little bit of context around it and context is so important. Um, and so, yeah, the sooner you can be specific, the better. Um, I always feel that if you are a new leader coming in, uh, it's always good to be uh, curious and have that investigation stage first. That's always better, but sometimes you don't have the time to do that. You have to move quickly. Um, but seeking first to understand takes into all those considerations that we've talked about being respectable, genuine, um, and also being positive is I, you know, here's what I, here's where we're at. Here's where I understand we've done. I want to understand your perspective and here's where we're going to go. Having that really crisp and clear is so helpful uh, for, for people. Yeah, and I, I think when you're doing that investigation, it has to be a genuine investigation. It isn't you're just going through the motions to check off, off the box and then get to, to doing what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, often um, people are put in positions because they are change agents. They are able to move things forward. So it is so easy to get swept up in the, I don't know, the savior uh uh, mentality that I'm the guy who's or, 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 or I'm the person who's going to be coming in to make this uh, uh, make this better 
and you miss so much when you do that. Uh, good to have a clear hypothesis of what you think you need to do and where you think they, you need to go, uh, but by engaging people early and upfront will really help not only make a stronger plan, but eventually by engaging people in early, they're gonna be more committed to the change. Yeah, and affirm team members, if uh, you know, you're walking around for your first three months and you never say anything to anybody about like, oh, that, that's a good job. Hey, I, I reviewed that project from just before I, I arrived. You know, that's a really good project. If you don't say anything, that silence is just deafening, right, in a relationship. Yeah, I, I agree. And, it, and, and also, if you're just talking to them and saying, tell me more about what you did. If there is something that really hits you as a really positive idea, say, hey, that's really, I hadn't thought of that. That's really interesting. Um, and, or that's very helpful. That affirming nature builds confidence, you know, builds the ability to, for me to bring my voice forward and my ideas. That's what you want to do. And be respectful of the previous management and team members. The team relates to them. And I don't think there's anything uh, that irritates me and kind of puts me in a bad spot when a, a new boss comes in and they just say sarcastic things or like, you might not have agreed with uh, their approach to a problem or situation, but be respectful of them. I mean, they did the job that they thought they should do. And even if it would be something that you wouldn't do by speaking out loud against them or other team members that are gone now, uh, it doesn't really set the stage great for a, a good relationship with those that are left behind that you're going to be working with. I agree. And you know, there's two things that bubble up for me here is one, you never know who's related to who, right? If you come into organizations, I've had that happen that, you know, someone's talking about someone else and, oh, yeah, by the way, that's my uh, my uncle or my daughter or whatever. Like, oof. so, but, but it doesn't do any good. There is nothing you can do in the past. It has done. So it's not like you have a magic wand to go back. Uh, and, and, and thirdly, I think you, you actually model something important. You model on um, if, uh, not being negative. You can be curious and you can understand what, what happened before that, that you know, worked, what didn't work, you know, kind of get an understanding of it. But, but helping people um, let go of the past and focus on the future is a powerful opportunity for a manager. And as soon as you start opening up, pointing back to someone else, who is bad or, or cutting up a previous management or team members, you're pulling them back into the past, which, which isn't gonna do any good. Um, you can learn from it, but then you gotta let go and move on. And I think for me, just in base relationship dynamics, if myself as the new boss, am not respectful for the people that might've uh, been there before me, then you, Greg, as my new employee, you're very suspicious that I'm going to respect you. And now you're going to be wondering that, you know, when you're not in my presence and I'm talking to somebody else, am I saying some things about you that are disrespectful? So that just that base respectfulness, like, and plus you don't know, like you talked about, you know, you didn't know these hidden relationships and people seeing who that's the, my entire police career. Like you never knew who, you know, if the person in the car with you, who are they related to or who are they dating? I mean, you had, you know, you should be respectful anyway, but you just don't know who's 
connected with too. Like you, you could be sitting with somebody that worked with the boss 30 years ago that uh, they started out together. So I think number one, we should just be respectful because it's a good thing to do. And, and number two, you know, if you're not respectful, you have no idea where that's, that comment's going to end up. Yeah. Yeah. And I love your point about the fact that, um, the thing you think about when someone is disrespectful about someone else is what are they saying when I'm not in the room? So, I mean, that's, a that's, that, that, that's always going to bubble in your mind. So that's just, just be respectful. And don't be sarcastic. Uh, there is a time for that, even though you and I might slightly disagree with that assertion, but it's not during the changeover. Uh, quite often I, I see people using sar sarcasm as a new boss. And to me, it, it's a signal to me, um, that they probably feel uncomfortable with the situation might feel, um, uh, uh, not up to the task or feel, um, you know, just nervous about what's going on. And they've now fallen back on sarcasm to get them through uh, a meeting or a situation. I just don't think in this situation, it's a really, really good uh, thing to use. You know, people are watching, people are, are nervous, pe people aren't sure whether they're going to be around for a little while. So I, I think, you know, starting to be sarcastic, especially straight off does not send a really good message. I look at it as a, as a sign of weakness almost when somebody's being really sarcastic, like this is our first meeting and you're sarcastic already. Uh, what's going on with you? So uh, I think you should probably stay away from it at, at this stage. Yeah, I'll point listeners to our sarcasm podcast and they can hear my perspective of it. So it won't take time of that, but uh, I'm uh, totally agree, especially into unstable and new situations that's the worst time to use sarcasm if at all i'll just leave it at that go to our sarcasm podcast for hearing more on greg's opinion on sarcasm and uh, experience on on sarcasm himself <laughs> i'm not going to say anything because i won during that discussion so we're just going to move on to the next point here that's good that's good uh, people don't know you, so take the time to get to know them. Be interested and sincere. Uh, be uh, curious. Uh, you might have some inclination who people are. You might have heard of them or seen some of their work, but take some time to get to know them. Uh, I'm always surprised when I talk to people, when I find out where they've worked, what they've done, and, oh, you're doing this now. Oh, oh you did those other things at that other place or that other team. To me, it's just a great conversation. It's amazing who you bump into and, and the skill sets that are walking around that sometimes aren't even being utilized properly. Yeah, and you know, recognize that we all have biases. So like big blockers that are in our minds uh, may not have anything to do with the people that you are now leading. It may have to do with a descriptor of that person by someone else who told you before going in, or it might be that they remind you of someone that, and so these, you really have to, as a leader, let go of any, what you've heard and what you've seen, be curious and get to know people, be interested and sincere, and often you find some really special gold in there um, and that you could have missed because you haven't taken the time to be interested and sincerely get to know them. And just taking the next step with that, keep up the communication, open door, emails, newsletter, coffee talks, whatever, do it and be consistent, have a plan and adapt as necessary. It is so important at the beginning of this relationship that you open the door for communication, model that, 
go out of your way to be accessible so that as things roll on, people will talk to you because you actually need people to talk to you. You need people to listen to you. And there's nothing better than on the first day to uh, model how you're going to communicate. Just saying it to me isn't enough. People need to see it in action and feel comfortable with it. And those first couple interactions, either in groups or uh, in by individuals, it's so important right off to number one, say that, you know, what you're going to, that you're available. But number two, you really have to model it right off so that, because everybody's going to be talking about you and they're going to say, oh no, I had a really good conversation with Greg. Uh, uh, he'd been here like 20 minutes and he had an issue and he, we talked about it and I was able to help him out. And he was very appreciative of that. And uh, uh, saw a picture of his kids, you know, like he seems like a decent guy. So right off the bat, I think it's important to model it. Yeah. Yeah. And of course with COVID and, being virtual, there, you have to find new and creative ways to keep that communication and awareness open. But all of those things you can do virtually. You can have those virtual one-on-ones. You can connect with people more deeply in team groups. You can, you can describe and declare, here's what I'm going to be doing over the next little while. Here are my intentions. And then here's what I've discovered and here are what the next steps are. Keeping people informed in the vacuum of lack of knowledge uh, results in anxiety, poor performance, distraction, and and uh, a likelihood of losing people. So all of those things are so important, especially as a new person coming in, that you keep people in the loop as much as you can. And some people may want to move on. Don't take it personally. Be helpful, genuine, and care about what they're going through. Some people may leave to go with the old manager. Some people may have new opportunities. Some people may be going, I can't break in another manager. I'm going to move on. Yeah. And these things happen. So important not to take it personally. I've heard some, you know, senior leaders, you know, say some not co kind comments about people that have left after a change. And it's like, it, it happens. They've probably done it. So I, these are things that happen. I think we have to be grown ups and mature about it. And you know, if you go to me, you know, Greg, you say, Alistair, listen, um, the old boss has offered me a spot. We work really well together and I want to continue on with that partnership. So uh, I'm just going to give you my notice and uh, uh, I, I will do a briefing memo or we can have a conversation about what I do and maybe who else could do it. But uh, just to let you know what my intentions are and you'll know, be happy for them. Uh, I don't know about you, Greg, but I have uh, been blessed in my careers with working with really good small teams and in partnerships. And when I look back at my experience in different organizations and, and things like that, the things that really pop for me are, are the people that I worked with, the, those really good teams and partnerships that I've had. And there's times where, you know, I've moved somewhere uh, because of somebody uh, moving there before me or people have come after me to come and work with me again. And uh, that's the reality of the situation as a new manager that's coming in. When people say that, listen, this, this is what's going on. I'm going to go off and, and work with Greg because we have this great partnership and we're going to continue on with what we were doing. That's a good thing. It, it really is a win for everybody because you don't want somebody staying that doesn't want to be there, right? Yeah, I agree. And as a leader, what a great opportunity for you to say, hey, I'm disappointed, if you are disappointed, um, uh, be, be authentic. And, and I'd love uh, in this short time that we have to really get your insights on what should we be doing differently? What are the things that are really going well? So 
it's a perfect platform because you know what? How you handle those situations are going to be observed in the bubble of the people that are left. Um, so they start to build uh, people's perspective perception of your character and how you manage it. And also I've had situations where I was super disappointed. Someone left and I was able to, to have a really good conversation with them. They left, but then they came back and they were more engaged because they were surprised by the, the kinds of engagement, the kinds of conversations, and uh, they actually end up coming back into the, the team. I had one situation where they came back later into the organization at a more senior level, uh, where they uh, um, learned a lot outside in the, in the other role and then came back. So really how you handle those exits is really important and starts with not taking it personal. And you touched on something, it's actually the, the next point. For every bad moment, it will take a lot of interactions to get people's trust back. Everybody will be talking and watching what you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what is it? What is it? Uh, I think it's uh, you have to have seven positives to create a uh, to to recover from a negative, something along that line. And uh, you know, Stephen Covey uh, in his uh, book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, talks about that trust bank. Boy, when that trust bank goes in depth in the debit. It's a hard, hard thing to get out of. Um, so better just to be thoughtful on, on how you're showing up um, and how you're uh, adding deposits into that trust bank. And uh, as a new manager, you're gonna be dealing with the team's anxiety, questioning, and maybe problems that have been developing over time and now are getting uh, more focused because uh, things have changed. So. When you're moving into a new situation, you have to be very empathetic. You have to listen. There's times where you're going to have to shut down some behaviors or, or set some expectations. But knowing that you're going into a situation and you know, we want people to stay away from trashing the past, you're still going to have to deal with some of the, the trash from the past, like whether it's, it's people's uh, behavior, their attitudes, maybe they have personal problems, maybe there's structural problems within the team. You're going to have to deal with these things. But using empathy and listening and sometimes being firm and very directive. People are going to be watching how you're handling these situations. And if you're fair, if you're straightforward, if you're genuine, a lot of these problems, they can get out of hand really quickly if we don't approach them in a very mature and, and methodical process and, and always keeping people at the center of what we're doing. Yeah. And you know what? Um, we've talked about this on, I think, a couple other podcasts is the, the CPR model. Uh, and this is doing upfront planning before you come in. What's, what is the context? What do I know about this situation? Uh, and what don't I know about this situation? Actually think about that before. What is your hope? What are you trying to uh, accomplish? And what are the results that you'd like to see? If you do a little bit of that upfront, you will recognize that there is anxiety uh, and there will be problems that exist. And your job is there to really do that investigation, inquire, understand, and then make the best decisions based upon the, the current data that you have. Uh, so I think, and, and also the other piece in this is, is, is it's okay to be vulnerable enough to uh, um, reflect back. I, you know, that, that you know, there are, this, these are challenging times when a manager leaves and a new manager comes on board, you know, that isn't easy for both me as the manager, but also you as staff, you know, there's a lot of change that has to occur. 
And so here's my intentions. Having that up front will really be a positive um, accelerator. And we all know that when you arrive and you might make some changes, it's always going to cause a reaction. It's just the way people are wired, you know, for everything, you know, your very arrival and maybe you start making some changes, there's going to be a reaction for it to that. And you just have to be aware for it, be prepared for it, get ready to deal with it. Communication, being very clear about what's going on. Uh, these things have to be dealt with. You just can't let them go. Yeah. You got to deal with them upfront fairly quickly. Uh, because the longer you let things go, especially underlying stirry things, they just create muck. So uh, demuck as quickly as possible. Demuck. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And be patient, be open, be a real person and care about the team. I think that kind of sums up approach, but I don't think it can be understated. Yeah. And you know what? Caring is just being almost being aware uh, you know, almost having you tapping into your deeper instincts. You know, if you sense someone is more quiet and check in with them, you know, uh, uh, really just be aware of shifts that are occurring. And uh, by just asking, hey, Alistair, um, you, know, you seem quieter in that meeting. Is there is there anything, you know, that would be helpful to talk through? Even if there isn't, that tells the employees that you are someone that cares. So you care in your actions and in your questions. Uh, whether or not they're open yet in the early part of your relationship to share, uh, but uh, um, you know, uh, uh, there are ways that you can model those caring attributes. And you touched on something there, and I, I think it came up in another podcast. I can't remember, we've done so many. But uh, it is so important to read the room, right? When you're having those initial meetings with uh, a person or with a smaller group of people or a bigger group of people, it's so important to watch the room, to see reactions and see people's faces and things like that. It, it, it's, it gives you kind of a roadmap on, you know, I need to talk to Greg there. You know, when I talked about this change that we need to do, that I've been prescribed to do, uh, there's a bit of reaction there. I need I need to spend some time with Greg and just kind of work through that with him because uh, uh, I don't know if it's resistance or there's some caution or what, but uh, I think we need to have a discussion about that. Watching the room, um, I've seen new leaders not watch the room at all and miss all the signals that there's some discontent or maybe some questions or uh, whatever it is, but watching the room is so important. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. And, uh, you know, there's going to be some resistance. Uh, the team cares about itself, cares about the, the members, cares about the people that might've left with the change. They will be protective. And, and this isn't a slight against you. This is just the way people are wired. So, uh, going into a, a situation, it's just one of the, the dynamics you have to deal with, right? People will be protective. It's just natural. Yeah, you know, there's a great quote by, I think it's Theodore Roosevelt that said, uh, people won't care to know until they know you care. Uh, and so this is a big important, um, is uh, there will be protective. They don't know you and, uh, and the folks around them are the folks that they know and they trust. They've got a relationship over time and it's a disruptive period. So the sooner you can demonstrate that you care, the more likely they'll be willing to engage in, in, uh, in dialogue and in moving forward. So as employees, there are a couple of things we can do to assist. When a new manager arrives, there's going to be changes. It's guaranteed. They might be little, they might be large, 
but I, that's one of the things uh, as a new, uh, as an employee, when there's been a new manager, in my experience, you had to learn really quickly that every time somebody new comes in, there's going to be some change and you just have to get over that right away. Yeah. Yeah. Know that it's coming. And keep an open mind that this is harder. I found uh, it's harder for me than it probably should, but uh, because we all get in our little lanes and we kind of like our little world and all of a sudden somebody's new there and our lane might change a little bit or you might be sharing it with somebody else. Uh, It's really healthy to keep an open mind or at least start the process of having an open mind when there's changes looming. Yeah, and equally that we've talked about, man, it's the same in the mind of an employee. Um, keep an open mind about the person because there might be all kinds of stories. You know, we talk about biases uh, and stories. Uh, there are bound to be some. If it's an internal move and you know someone who knows someone who worked with this person before, they have an opinion and that opinion can bias you. Um, or you, they might look and sound like someone that you know that can opinion can bias you. So be open and be curious and seek first to understand who this person is, what do they believe and how they are. Um, uh, it's the same way from an employee to a manager as it is that we talked about earlier, a manager to employees. And listen and ask questions. Uh, really important to keep the dialogue up, uh, get to know this person. Ask, I love it when people come up and ask me questions. It just kind of helps me frame where I'm at or especially if I'm a new manager. It's those questions that kind of, okay, now I'm understanding what's going on here and how it happens and who's involved. If all you hear is nothing, uh, it's, it's a really difficult journey. Yeah. And again, it's how you ask those questions, right? So uh, tell me more, you know, is a great uh, uh, comment. It is, it is, hey, Alistair, um, uh, I I, I hear you want to move in this direction. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about what you've seen in the past that's helped those shifts happen? So engage the manager in the conversation. It helps them become a part of the team and it helps you build relationship with uh, the manager. And thirdly, it helps you understand where your place might be in those changes. And going along with that thought, when you have the opportunity to represent what your role is and what you do, step up, do it well. Be helpful, be informative, get your act together. And, you know, how can you say what you do in eight points and, and do it well, you know, sell how important you are, how important what you do is it's, it's as a new manager, that's what I want to hear. Like, what do you do? Oh, okay. How's this important to the, uh, the, uh, the, the assembly line of what we do? Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do and what, what, what would you like to learn and or do differently? Because you may have some great suggestions. That's why I really listening and asking questions up front to understand where the organization, where the department is going, what kind of the, getting a sense of the mandate and, and or uh, shifts that they want to take place. Informing that new manager of who you are and what you bring to the table, but also what you want and where you might have other experience that you can bring to, alongside to be able to help it. That's so, so valuable. But that takes courage. So, you know, throughout almost every one of these podcasts, we've talked about curiosity and courage for the man, on the manager side and the employee side. Those are two powerful uh, attributes that you need to lean into in order to uh, um, help inform and uh, move forward a situation. 
And uh, let's just own it right up front. Change is hard. We all have problems with change. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's a process in dealing with it. It might take some time. Um, uh, let's just own it up front. Uh, we all go into new situations from time to time and it's just part of it. And it's something we have to deal with. And whether that's, uh, whether it's just a mild thing that we have to handle or it's something more serious and maybe we need to talk to somebody. But uh, I think it's important as an employee when management changes and, and things like that, that you just have to own it. It is going to be hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of work out there around change management. The William Bridges change, uh, change uh, model with going through it. The, it's, it's a grieving process. And the faster we can um, understand it and work through it, the better it'll be. It's all about uh, lessening the dip uh, towards uh, moving forward. And we need to be honest with ourselves. Uh, maybe we're not up for this. Maybe we have an opportunity. Maybe the old manager is, is calling out saying, listen, I need a couple of you to come over to what I'm doing here. Uh, I think part of dealing with change is, I think all of us at some point have to deal with this is, you know, am I up for this? Am I into this? Do I want to stay? Is this the person I want to work with? Now, I, I appreciate that I'm, you know, at a certain stage of my life. And uh, I'm probably at that point where I can make a lot more decisions than other people can. But I still think we need to be honest with ourselves. And, and I think everybody that goes through a change has to have this little talk with themselves about, am I up for this or is it time to move on? Or am I gonna change it up? Uh, just think it's really healthy because you're, you're gonna be thinking it anyway. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting, I, I find with my kids and their friends that they have a lot more courage in this space of being willing to say, Hey, this isn't what I want. This isn't where I can contribute at my best. I'm going to find something that is, they have actually a stronger uh, sense of this, at least, at least in the circles that I've seen, which I've, you know, I probably wouldn't have been as strong when I was their age. Uh, but I would encourage, and I think this is what we've had said earlier, is to understand the situation. Don't make too quick judgment. Seek to understand both who that person is, where they're taking the department, what this could be for you, and articulate what you want. And through that, if you still decide that that isn't, uh, um, there isn't the future that you want, then be honest and make the changes that you want, but do, do a little bit of the work up front because uh, there have been situations where based upon what I thought I knew, the, uh, the rumors uh, uh, or the, the uh, information that I had was not true. And I almost moved away from something that ended up being a really great development time for me just because of um, perceptions, rumors, untruths really. Um, uh, that, uh, that I could have made a bad decision. A thoughtful process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think you said this, our last point on the employee, I think you touched on it earlier. Think about what the new manager is up against as well. I think psychologically we get into our little shell sometimes and, oh, this is affecting me. This is really going to change my life. I don't know if I like this. I don't know if I'm up for this. And I think to kind of 
give you a more round picture of what's going on. Think about, put your, yourself in the space of the new manager coming in. And I think that's really healthy in terms of your relationship and in terms of uh, having a really good view of what's going on, that uh, it's really helpful to put yourself in the shoes of the person that's coming in. And, uh, you know, this person who's coming in to do something, I just think it's really healthy to actually do that as an exercise. Think about it. Like, what is Greg up against here? Like, Greg's never been in this organization. He doesn't even know where the cafe is. And, and just that type of, of, of kind of mental exercise, I think it would be really helpful to the relationship because you empathize a little bit more with that person. And I think that can help guide your conversation and your relationship a little bit. I agree. I think that's, a, that's brilliant, no matter what position you have, um, to, to think from the other person's perspective uh, will definitely lead to greater empathy and understanding. So, uh, Greg, do you have anything uh, for wrap-up? Yeah, you know what? Um, two quick things, I guess, is, you know, trashing the past is, uh, you know, once the trash is put out, you know, th there's no value for me in trashing the past. I, I you know, I, I think there is value in investigating the past to understand. Uh, and learning both the strengths and the opportunities uh, from what has been done in the past as a new leader. And uh, uh, so doing that, I think, is so much more important. It, trashing does nothing except uh, reduce trust, um, create flare-ups, and put further barriers into your success as a leader um, moving into a new situation. So I just think this is one that no matter what your um, mandate is, just remind yourself, and no matter how strong you think your, your experience and gift is, remember that you only get things done through people and with people. And so trashing the past is not a good start. Uh, enter with curiosity and courage uh, be clear on where you're going, but also tap into that knowledge and energy of the team. That will make you so much more successful m more quickly um, than, uh, than going down that, that wormhole. I agree with you. I think the setup is just absolutely atrocious. We've all seen it. And I think by coming in and being uh, disingenuous, being sarcastic, blowing off everybody, I think that just sets the stopwatch on your, uh, on your success. It, it's going to just wind up really, really quickly. You're going to create a resistance from within the organization that you're taking over. And I think that, um, you know, the, the good people are either going to shut down and just do what they have to do, or they're going to move away. This is just a recipe for to end up having a, an environment that even the person trashing the past probably isn't going to want. And I, I just think it, it's, you know, everything you said, you know, come in there, be genuine, be open, uh, be, you know, direct at times, uh, create a healthy environment by going in there and trashing the past. It just, it just sets the, the, the stage for, I think, uh, overall, like in the end, just failure. Yeah. And one last thing that just popped into my head as we're talking is, uh, you know, sometimes we mess up. Sometimes we make a sarcastic comment. Sometimes we may trash, even though that's not our intentions. Uh, but you know what? The most powerful thing that I've seen 
is when a leader catches themselves and and goes back to the situation and says you know what i made a comment and that wasn't appropriate um uh, i was you know it was a highly tense situation and i shouldn't have said that uh, i am concerned about what happened in the past because it's frustrating for me to see when when good people end up getting stuck in bad situations however i shouldn't have done that that recovery is often so powerful because the reality is we are humans and although you and i will say let's not trust the past that type of thing but sometimes in the midst of the frustration you've been there a while and saying what the heck was that guy doing you know with regards to it uh that person what were they doing uh, um it it, uh, it 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 can happen so just catch yourself and make sure you recover because that can accelerate actually relationship if you do that yeah, and you, you said something there, and I don't think we, we covered it. There's one thing to question a decision, say, well, that decision that was made two years ago, that's now led to the situation that we're in. And whether that was knowing or not, now we're dealing with the situation. You can criticize or talk about a decision in the past, but you don't have to be disrespectful and, and, and just dump on the person that made that decision. We do have to deal with things in the past because that that kind of leads to our, yeah. our present or the future. But to do that in a professional and healthy way where you know you don't have to personalize it. And I think that's kind of the underlying thing to this is when you come into a new situation, you trash the past and you're personalizing all these things, it's not necessary. Yes, you're gonna have to deal with decisions or, or things that happened in the past, but that's what you're dealing with a decision or th something that happened you're not you know attacking the person that did that because you don't know what they were facing at that time that might have been the best decision with the facts that they had in this situation that they found themselves in we have to deal with business but we have to do it in a way that that's healthy and respectful and you know you want this group of people that come along with if they see you acting a certain way they go like i don't want to make any decisions right now because i'm going to get trashed in the future they're going to look back at me yeah i agree 100 percent. you know you uh you can't change the past but you can learn from it Absolutely. and by by to your point by saying that you know what hey this situation seemed to have caused some issues later on what was behind that decision and knowing what you know now what would we do differently and how can we apply that to the future those are a couple of really great questions that still dives deep into digging into the past but learns from it oh i love that i love that listen i see uh this might be the longest podcast we've done yet i'm not quite sure where we're at in this but uh we'd always said at the beginning that it was going to be 30 minutes i'm pretty sure this one's approaching 50 and uh i know you probably have uh more clients to coach today so i think we should probably wrap this up really quickly awesome. but but uh we hope uh that uh we've what we've spoken about you find helpful we hope that you didn't find us uh uh that we said something that made you really angry with us but really quickly greg uh the peeved or happy scenario the philosophy that we've been pushing in this that i've found so helpful yeah, it's just that what we've uh, I've experienced and uh, in in both the coaches that I've had and when a coaching session that I do goes really well is often a situation where our dialogue has created both surges of joy, um, excitement that I've done something right, and sometimes uh, a little bit of peeve or anger or kind of churniness that occurs in because 
you know, we've, I recognize in myself something that I need to rethink or do differently. And so our hopes in these podcasts are that uh, you might find a little bit of joy and might find a little bit of churn. So uh, uh, hopefully uh, um, you've got one or the other, or maybe a little bit of both. And this would be one of those episodes where people could find themselves in both camps. Yes, I agree. So take time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.